We are the Deep Geeks. I'm Mark. I'm Avery. And this is a show where the two of us look through the back catalogue of Deke Entertainment, a purveyor of children's uh, cartoons from the 80s through to the early 2000s. And this week, to celebrate the launch of The Avengers Infinity War, we're looking back at the closest thing to a Marvel property that we have on the Deke catalogue. This is 1995's Ultra Force. Now, this is a 1995 show based on a 1994 comic book series put out not by Marvel, but by Malibu Comics, uh, which was a short-lived publisher and, uh, I, yeah, mostly a publisher of various comics that was buoyed up by the early 90s uh, comics boom. So by the time this had actually aired, the early comic, early 90s comics boom had already crashed and Malibu Comics was already dead, having been bought out by Marvel. Which technically makes this a Marvel franchise. Hooray. So anyway, this is based around a group of superheroes, uh, except in this world they're not called superheroes, because I believe at the time um, Marvel and DC still shared the trademark to the term superhero. So here they are called Ultras, because obviously Ultra is better than Super. So anyway, um, the Ultra Force uh, are a team of Ultras in the Ultraverse, uh, where their job is as a set of powered Ultras to stop other Ultras uh, from uh, wrecking the world for everyone else. I guess. It's basically X-Men, isn't it? One of the first things you'll know upon starting this show is that it is trying its goddamn hardest to be X-Men, to the point of literally ripping off of its entire intro sequence. Yeah, you know the X-Men 92 intro sequence where we see all of the characters... They show off their powers a little bit, and then a logo with their name on it appears. Just that. Exactly that. Yeah, that's the Ultra Force theme tune. Except, instead of the X-Men theme, we get a really, like, a, a song that is trying its hardest to be Lords of Acid. Kind of, it, every, we, no, we kind of noted that every time we try to remember how the Ultra Force theme tune goes, we just end up remembering the Mortal Kombat theme instead. Yeah, it kind of drowns it out. It's very much this faux Praga Khan type industrial electronic song. It's like a Lords of Acid song, if only if, but only if you only had one keyboard to work with. Yeah, and maybe a half an hour session. And also, you uh, weren't allowed to be explicit either. So sorry, Jade, for you. You're not allowed in this gig. Yeah, unless you're willing to shout Ultra Force every five minutes. Uh, I feel because of that they should have gone in a more kind of um, maybe kind of a prodigy direction actually <laughs> you know they've um, Max in reality he, he does a lot of shouting on stage just get him to get in there yeah yeah probably a better drum and bass it would work a lot better it would work a lot better but instead we have fake Prager Khan yeah fake yeah. Prager Khan <laughs> and it just I mean, when you're against the X-Men theme, which is this wonderful bit of 
faux orchestral. It's iconic. Yes. It's a very iconic theme tune. I don't rate it highly, but it's iconic. There's no da- like denying that this is an iconic sound. Well, it's it basically says to you as you are watching drama. Yeah. It is big and bombastic, whereas this is kind of flat. Yeah. It's just... Yeah. It doesn't pump you up. Not in the least. You know how the Mortal Kombat theme does a really good job of pumping you up and you're like, fuck yeah, I'm going to punch the shit out of these dudes and rip their spines out, because that's what Mortal Kombat is. Oh, absolutely. Um, this is just kind of like a... Wow, wow, this is 90s. Yeah, and... Good lord, this is 90s. It's 90s imitation trash. Um, Everything about this just reeks of... Okay, there Mistakes. Is, there is this specific period of the 90s uh, when it was all about superstar comic book creators, specifically the artists, uh, creating everything. Kind of, They were the ones writing the car- comics now, and they were the ones designing all the characters. And the result was that all, everyone had too many muscles and no depth. And that pretty much neatly describes all of the characters, apart from one, in Ultra Force. Yeah, pretty much. Well, maybe not um, Canary, but Canary is just what happened. Canary. I keep calling her Canary because her icon just looks like Canary, but it's contrary. Um, Here comes Canary Wharf. <laughs> Canary Wharf is a great superhero name. <laughs> Fortunately, it's a place in London. Alternatively, it's what happens when you turn a Klingon yellow. So anyway, Canary's just a cross between Emma Frost and Charles Xavier. She is just your team leader who is in a wheelchair. Mm. And that's all she does. That's all we ever see her do. It floats. It's not really a wheelchair, it's more of a hover chair. Yeah, and the one in the X-Men cartoon was a motored, motorised big thing that could never mm. possibly go through um, through doors. True, true. I think that one may, may even have hovered as well, if only for um, the simplicity of animation. When you make wheelchairs hover, you're cutting down a huge amount of effort in animating the wheels. But anyway, the only other character on here with any specific personality who doesn't seem to be a total cliché is Ghoul. Now, Ghoul is interesting because Ghoul was designed by Steve Gerber, of all people. If you don't know Steve Gerber... Um, He was a... For many years, he was the alternative guy in Marvel. He put out weird comics. And he's most famous for creating Howard the Duck. Which is, uh, of course, one of our favourite Marvel characters to this day. Oh, absolutely. Howard the Duck is brilliant because it is so weird and subversive and... And I'm still... It's Deadpool, but done... Good. I mean, it's got <laughs> it's, that sort of... Uh, it's, it's got that kind of self-awareness, but it it's not the entire aspect of the character. Because for me, I feel Deadpool is an, an incredibly one-sided character. He's just, ha-ha, he is aware, he is comic. He breaks fourth wall. Funny joke. But Howard the Duck is, he's aware that something screwy is going on with his world or whatever. Well, as, Howard, I mean, no, it wasn't. He, he, was, he was taken out of his own yes. world and taken into this new Weir's world. 
and yeah. he's trying his damnedest to fit in with and everything else. Except he will constantly point out everything that is wrong in this stupid world full of hairless apes that he's in. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. It makes him a great... Um, as a character foil rather than as a villain foil there's for also anyone this, he's with. There's also this nice... Um, there is a nice duality in his personality as well. I feel. Uh, especially yeah. especially in the uh, Chip Zdarsky comics. It especially shows through. Yes, yes. The Chip Zdarsky comics are absolutely fantastic. I highly recommend you go out and check those out if you haven't. They're genuinely good, yeah. But anyway... Um, By go- the way, the, the, the Howard the Duck movie from the 80s is good. That's my hot take. Bye. It's not, but it's great fun. It's good. It's fun. Um, yeah. Where were we? Oh, yeah, Ghoul. Um, his gimmick is that He's he- Deadpool. <laughs> He caught... Well, yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> the problem with Deadpool is that huh. he now becomes this far too easy uh, character to just kind of reference. No, no, he's literally Deadpool. This guy's dead, but alive at the same time. Oh, like, Deadpool true. is just sort of Well, I mean, that's because Ghoul is... Stuff. Ghoul is undead. So basically, the gimmick with Ghoul is that he caught a virus called the Theta virus. And what this virus does is both give the host superpowers and then kill them now normally that would mean that they were dead but for ghoul that's uh left him in this state of undeath as a superhero so he's basically um this zombie guy uh with detachable limbs and superpowers and as a result uh he's mostly the team wisecracker yeah it's um I believe in his Wikipedia page, it is said that he is constantly the one kind of making jokes and stuff, basically to distract him from the fact that he is literally a fucking zombie. Yeah, he's he's, he's very much a gallows humour character. Hmm. And because of this, this is a lot more for the script writers to work with, so he gets all of the best quips. He's just a... Like, he is in the wrong cartoon. He's such a good character. He's in the wrong fucking cartoon. Yeah, he could do with being in a cartoon that is a lot more fun than this one because this one is such a drudge. <sighs> so anyway, uh, if we continue working through the characters, because let's face it, the plots are shit. Um, I suppose the one we have to really mention is Prime. Yeah, he's kind of the big boy. I mean, he's Literally, there. Literally, he's as, the big boy. Well, true. Uh, there, he's kind of there. The writers seem to have chosen him as the entry point for the viewer, which is fair enough because Prime is technically a teenage boy who turns into a gigantic adult over muscled version of himself. Through weird slime. Through weird slime powers, yeah. Um, but. He's not really that fun a character. He's got kind of the Spider-Man teenager thing going on, but just in a way that is less interesting, less fun. It's all, oh no, I can't transform in front of these places because my mother will find out that I'm secretly prime. And for some reason, most of his teammates don't even know that he's a teenager. Which would be fucking useful because he's constantly going off doing fucking immature things. Why do none of the 
characters question why the fuck this kid disappears for like random intervals of time at random points in the day. Well, I guess because they're superheroes, but I would They don't know that. Eh? They don't know he's a superhero, my dude. Oh, you mean his, you mean his family and I mean, friends? Yeah. Um because the characters you are talking about. No, sorry, I was thinking his teammates. His teammates no. don't question the fact that he constantly bloody disappears on them. Or that well, he's on the team despite the fact that... I mean, he he destroys a city block at least twice in the four episodes we watched. Who knows? Comics convenience. I mean, it's not like... Even like with Spider-Man. Because Spider-Man's only Spider-Man at night, right? Spider-Man's big thing is that he sneaks out at night and is a superhero. That, that's the kid power fantasy. Prime is just that, oh no, somebody is attacking my friends. Now I'm a huge, huge super muscled man, except that I'm made of green goo. Who's, I mean, it's a very 90s concept, but whose power fantasy is that? Who said it has to be a power fantasy? It's a superhero comic. Of course it's a power fantasy. <laughs> Especially one that's just a knockoff of Shazam. Do you know anything about Shazam? Uh, isn't that the movie with fucking Shaquille O'Neal in it? No, that's... Um, that's Kazam. Kazam. <laughs> Shazam. Look, it was close enough. Shazam is the original Captain Marvel. Uh, he is a teenager who turns into a massive muscled uh adult version of himself except instead of being based around goo he just says a magic word that is shazam kazam is a better concept yeah it's clean it doesn't have him constantly having to brush off this weird goo that is either of really real interest to scientists or gets bored by I, I, random I, villains I, trying to get powerful I, 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 I said Kazam is a better concept, not Shazam. No, Kazam is not a better concept, I am sorry. Yeah, it is. Have you actually seen that film? <sighs> Isn't it Shaquille O'Neal's a fucking genie? Yeah, have you seen the film? I've not watched the film, I've seen a review of the film. I've seen the film, it's not a good film. It's a good film. It really is It's a good film. It's... My basis is that any film Marky says is bad is probably good. Hard case. You can't Google hard case. Hardcase is a superhero whose name is so generic that it brings up luggage companies. Let's call him Joralumen. Uh, where? Joralumen. Joralumen? Joralumen case. Joralumen case? Big case. Metal case. I don't know where this is going. Let's call him Joralumen. What? Big luggage. Let's call him luggage. Let's... Let's call him Luggage instead. Uh, but isn't that a chest with lots and lots of little legs? Luggage! So, Hard Case... Luggage. Uh, is... I guess he's a Hollywood actor who is also a superhero. Which makes sense. I mean, it being Malibu Comics, it's an LA-based thing, so... Isn't that just Iron Man? No. But Stark's a celebrity... Uh, yeah, but he's a Iron Man is a celebrity scientist. Celebrities, superheroes. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's just Iron Man. 
Nice try, hard case. You're Tony Stark. No, no, no. Yes. No. Yes. yes, yes, Because prototype is Iron Man. Prototype is just fucking Iron Man. No, prototype was a video game by THQ. (laughs) You can't fool me, Marcus. Hard case is just Tony Starkums. No, no. Yes. Anyway, he's got Gambit's ponytail. He's got Gandam style. Please stop trying to make this an unusable recording. This show is unusable, never mind the fucking recording. There is literally bugger all I can say about this fucking dull trash heap cartoon wherein nothing fucking happens. All the characters talk far too fucking much. The plots are bad and just uninspired. None of the characters are good apart from fucking one who is in the wrong cartoon for some goddamn reason. None of the voice actors are fucking notable. The animation is just trash. Just, there's nothing good. There is no likable qualities about this garbage heap, which is why I am unable to fucking contribute or say anything about it. And to that point, I don't think I could really care enough to continue listing off the pacing characters. So you got Topaz and Contrary and uh, Prototype, who, as I say, is just Iron Man. And we're done. We can't remake this in 2018 because there seems to be some weird legal grey area going on which I read up about, which is why Ultra Force has never come back since it died, and thank fucking God. (laughs) So Marvel have solved that one for us by signing a bad deal. Actually, no, it wasn't a bad deal, was it? Because Marvel only bought Malibu Comics to stop DC from buying Malibu Comics. And Malibu Comics was only successful for a few uh, for a few years because they were publishing Image Comics to stuff, and the moment Image Comics became completely independent, Malibu were fucked. So where are we ranking this? Haha, <laughs> just kidding. It's going to go up Barbie and the Rockers at number twenty nine. It's worse. It's it's not as bad as Barbie and the Rockers because at least this has some backstory, some substance to it, other it than characters. just nothing. Yeah, we can say. <laughs> a minor tiny bit about information about it, unlike we could with Body and the Rockers, which was just nothing. It was just advertising. It's not... I mean, this is kind of advertising. Well, There is of, a yes. line of good But the thing toys. is, it's comics, it's superheroes. That's just regular nowadays. Whereas Barbie and the Rockers was just outright promoting a line of fucking action figures and was just there to fucking defeat Gem and the pissing holograms. Yeah, Super Duper Sumos is somehow better than this shit because at least we had something to fucking say on it. And on that note i'm not taking any arguments against it it's going at number 29 that is it blimey that was a short episode sorry about that listeners this show is a pile of shit there is nothing to say about it (laughs) i mean if you wanted to closely analyze every detail of the show then it would have to hold our attention for more than five minutes at a time we had to take a more than 10 minute long break after each episode we watched Sometimes in the middle of each episode. Yeah. Uh, I, <sighs> some of them are episodes where they're just obviously the stories from the comics, but so truncated it's impossible to tell what the fuck is going on. And on that note, this has been the Most of the Kobolds podcast. You can talk to us on Twitter, really, just at Most of the Kobolds. You can visit our website. There's other stuff on there, but you'd have to fucking dig through the old episodes of D-Geeks to find it. But you can go there at mostlycobbles.com. That is mostlycobbles.com. 
Mark, what have we got next week? Please say it's something good. It's more superheroes. Ah. Hello, yes, we are the Deep Geeks. I'm Mark. I'm Avery. Hello. Uh, no. <laughs> Fuck your intro. This, this, no. This is bad. Okay, let's try that again. No. Okay. Welcome to the jungle. We have fun and, fun games. and games. We've got everything you want. Including Kevin James. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin James wasn't even in that movie. Kicked it into the goal. Boom. Dwayne Johnson was in that movie. Kevin James was not in that movie. Dwayne Johnson doesn't rhyme with fun and games. (laughs) 